are you a socialist or capitalist? Or a right or left-leaning independent? Then ask yourself, do I believe that top-down answers to society's issues are superior to bottom-up problem-solving, created by the free market? This will determine whether it is the good of the community, that takes priority over that of the individual. Then ask will I give up my freedoms to get that? If you say neither meets you needs, maybe you're looking for a more acceptable definition for your choice. In free market enterprise can you have both problems solving for the individual and for the good of the company or country? The common sense answer, is yes. As an individual you are a team member in a capitalistic endeavor called enterprise. The pursuit of profit is, for you as well as the investors of capital. You are free to pick and choose the enterprise for employment or it hires you as an individual. Your share is what you earn, as an individual that results from your choice for a career or job. It's for the good of yourself and your family. In America this marriage is the best of both worlds, with that sharing, otherwise you're asked to pledge allegiance to profit or your family. If you choose money, you're a capitalist and if you choose, for the sake of your family, you're by choice a socialist. If you serve both masters, you're an entrepreneur, in the marketplace called America you're living the American dream. On the other hand, if you choose to sacrifice your freedoms for the greater good of the community, regardless of your freedom to choose, you're a pure socialist expecting your government to make those decisions for you. If you choose to serve and secure your family, you're a capitalist first and a socialist second. In an American enterprise you are both, in pursuing what makes America great for attaining the American dream. This is a marriage of profit sharing with the good of the family, supporting your choice in an American enterprise. My point here is to marry the concept of serving the individual, with the pursuit of profit to serve and secure your family, in a democratic society. Without free enterprise there will be no democracy. So, why would you sacrifice your family's future for the greater good of a controlling pure socialist government? You don't have to, in a tolerant and effective third political party, monetary capital and human capital merge to form the great American enterprise society. In the three volumes of my book The American Enterprise Party I write, why we need a third party swing vote first, second how this can be accomplished and third who will do it? The answer is, enterprising Americans, who work for patriotic and ethical outcomes for their incomes. This will unlock the gridlocked one-party system we have evolved into, taking us down the path of financial destruction. Promising to save the planet, provide free health care for all, free public education, free welfare checks, free college for all, free voting systems, guaranteed annual income for all. And open borders to all who want to get a piece of the spoiled American pie, and a one-party government for the greater good of all. This seems a better choice until the wealth of the nation is gone and all are in poverty due to the loss of motivation, healthcare and competitive education in the worldwide marketplace. Then during the worst pandemic, since 1918, allow a state of fear to dictate, that we must save everyone for the greater good regardless of how it started, how we can protect our individual immunity, who's at fault, and when will it end? What is the risk-driven alternatives to mass shutdowns of our schools? And arbitrary by designating non-essential businesses, that exclude big business, big tech, big unions, big media, big government as essential, that continues to thrive on mass hysteria. All it takes to stop this disastrous knee of fear, on the neck of society, and let Americans breathe their own freedom to choose and only sacrifice themselves for the good of their families. This means there must be a third alternative, a swing vote at every level of the legislative branches and school boards, gubernatorial and local mayoral races and city council races, to break the uni-party stranglehold of the two-party oligarch we now have. Such as, those European countries that have active third-party involvement in having consensus government. For the United States of America this is clear in the Constitution that ours is, for the good of the people, by the people, of the people, with a pledge of humanism to a God and in a government we trust.
Good morning. It's Jerry Rhodes from the uh, American Enterprise Party podcast. It's October 20th, and I'm talking to you from Chicago, Illinois. Topic, what is populist and Marxist versus humanist? It's more than uh, ideals, labels, or identity. It's an ideology. Populist embodies the will of the people rather than the establishment. A popular, a popular idea of reversing government control of the risk-taking nature of the haves and the following of the have-nots for the greater good. Populist is a derivative of population, not human behavior. Humanist beliefs stress the potential value of goodness of the individual human beings that emphasize good common human needs and seek solely rational ways of solving human problems, leaving issues to common sense. America is a country of 330 million individual human beings having human problems. Why wouldn't Americans want a political party that represents the majority so the minority extremes are pulled to the middle for rational resolution of problems, common problems. It's like having a referee or an arbitrator for moving towards peaceful coexistence with our opponents and, and enemies, potential enemies. Marx's founder, Karl Marx, in uh, creating the Communist Manifesto, designed the 10 planks as a test to determine whether a society is becoming a socialist then communist. Uh, country. The 10 planks stated in the Communist Manifesto and some of their American counterparts, progressive or populist, uh, relate to the same intent. Marxist theory that races rather than class to justify the Black Revolution with the socialist platform called the Black Lives Matter movement due to social and economic inequality, will become a third party, standing for race, not caste or cl class, using identity over substance. This will include defund the police, promote the 1619 Project, use critical race theory in their campaign and in our ed education, public education system, open borders, sanctuary states and cities, massive spending on infrastructure and welfare programs, climate change, Green New Deal, earmarks for welfare reform, limit military spending, counting on 18 to 20 more voters to become the swing vote in Congress, funding to be generated through the big box, big media, Hollywood, fundraisers for what I'm calling the big brotherhood businesses. Progressive ideas. The progressives, politicians included, of the 21st century, who seem to believe in socialistic and neo-communist concepts, especially those who pass more and more laws, rules, and regulations implementing those ideas, are contradicting their oath of office and to the Constitution of the United States. That's a quote from, this is a quote from John Wolfgang Van Gogh, 
none are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free. To avoid becoming the next Rome, Russia, China, Venezuela, Cuba, or even Nazi Germany, as another example of how the great empires, such as the United States, became a cancel culture. A new third party, the American Enterprise Party, will emerge and become the swing vote in the gridlocked eunuch party, no consensus Congress, to implement problem solving and bring the life and, sorry, excuse me, bring the left and right extremes towards the middle, using peaceful coexistence for the greater good of its enterprising people. Practicing humanism is a restored, rational, common sense, patriotic culture and ideology. Thus, saving the great American enterprise for the benefit of the enterprising American citizens and its constituencies, while not limiting the spread of wealth to qualified immigrants who will speak out with uh, uh, English as their common language, pay taxes, become citizens of the great American enterprise in pursuit of the American dream. So they can later turn and lead the Asian revolution uh, to unseat communism. Enterprising work ethic, culture becoming the world leader, the enterprising work ethic culture becoming the world leader as the great American enterprise. No longer can it be acceptable to acquire or acquiesce to radical extremism when America is becoming the meeting place for the world's refugees. The world needs to fix the problems we cannot fix and should not if we are financially bankrupt. Well, today I was just trying to get to the point of, you know, which of these isms and is are more than just um, an idea or a label or an identity. Because what we're really looking for is an ideology. You can kill those other three, um, but you cannot kill an ideology because it's based upon its history, its uh, values, its goals and objectives and goals. So humanism is really um, a much uh, deeper and more uh, uh, societal-based ideology, particularly when it's supported by the American Constitution and free, free uh, market enterprise. And that's why I've chosen to, to label this uh, third party that I have that I'm the founder of and CEO of as the Great American Enterprise Party, because enterprise is the whole roots and foundation to the American dream. And it's why we've gotten this far. And there's no sense in starting to reverse all of the advances that we've made with national problems. The only major one that we haven't faced is 
is our inability to um, manage the financial uh, commitments and obligations that prior presidents and congresses have have put into legislation. So uh, the greater part of the American Enterprise Trilogy, the three three volumes about the American Enterprise Party of why we need it, how we do it, and who will do it, um, propose a more conservative, of course, and yes, you could call me a conservative uh, CPA and uh, manager of, of uh, finance and people. My background, uh, I've done both. So th- this pop, pop, <laughs> excuse me, this podcast uh, is trying to give you a broader look at, at what uh, we're up against in terms of uh, bringing the extremes to the center because the majority of the people really reside there and they vote either left or right because that's all they they have been offered. And this situation, they're being offered a swing vote that's in the middle to bring the extremes to the middle and not be gridlocked on just uh, political ideas, but to base it on the ideal ideology of humanism. And so you're going to see a lot from me on uh, the principles of humanism. And then I've also attached a poem that I wrote for my The Eighth Wonder of the World, which is my series of wonders of the world. It's called My America. I hope you enjoy that. And then there's a, a finality on uh, a pitch for the American Enterprise Party and the, and the, the trilogy of three books that will hopefully bring you to that party. So for today, I'm saying have a good day and see you soon. Goodbye. Now that I have uh, introduced you to the differences between an idea and an ideology, I wanted to go into the um, 10 planks that Karl Marx offered up to destroy capitalism. Following are the 10 planks and the status of them being implemented in America's government regulatory agencies and the free enterprise marketplace. Number one was abolition of private property and application of all rents of land to public purposes. Eminent domain has been lost to federalism of property is the status of the first plank. Two, a heavy progressive or graduated income tax. Graduation, graduated taxation on adjusted gross income and progressive taxation on corporations has in fact implemented that plank. Biden's reversal of Trump tax reduction and proposing record tax increases is uh, furthering uh, the destruction of uh, our free enterprise democracy. Three, abolition of all rights of inheritance. Biden resurrecting inheritance or death tax. Four, confiscation of the property of all immigrants and rebels. 
laws preventing aliens from owning property is in that advancement. Biden limiting ICE deportation. Biden opening borders to illegal immigrants promising equity and domain. Plank number five, centralization of credit in the hands of the state by means of a national bank with state capital and an exclusive monopoly. Well, the Federal Reserve Bank and legislation, rules and regulations of the FDIC and FEC uh, and the SEC are uh, centralization of credit in the hands of uh, a federal national bank. Six, centralization of the means of communications and transportation in the hands of the state. The FCC, the FAA, the FHA, the FMC, and the FTC are all regulatory agencies moving towards what Marx had envisioned as the sixth plank. Seven, seventh plank, extension of factories and instruments of production owned by the state the bringing into cultivation of wastelands and the improvement of the soil generally in accordance with co a common plan. Well, that's being implemented by EPA, Army Corps of Engineers, the uh, FERC, the OERE, and NCR, now the NC, the NRC, sorry, that um, are implementing that plank. Eight, equal liability of all to labor, establishment of industrial army, armies, especially for agriculture. Well, unionization is what that's talking about, NLRB and unionization of labor. The EOC, the CPSC, the ATF, Department of Justice, VA, ETA are all examples of regulatory agencies taking away freedoms. Plank number nine, combination of agriculture with manufacturing industries, gradual abolition of the distinction between town and country by a more equitable distribution of population over the country. Well, corporate conglomerates with farm quotas and subsidies, the CFTC, the FCA, the FDA, big brother designation of big uh, government, big box, big media, big tech, big pharma as established to, to saving America are examples of where we are with that plank. Plank number 10, private education for all children in public schools, abol ab abolition of children's factory labor and its present form, combination of education with industrial production combination of education with industrial production, public education funded by property taxes, gambling taxes, send taxes, Powerball and Lotto. During the 2020 pandemic, the takeover of education by teachers union and holding parents and children hostage for their own protection and purge for more funding by being non-essential. So basically the 10 planks are in pretty uh, close um, point of su successfully moving uh, America to Marxism. 
To prevent this from becoming a reality, the American Enterprise Party will contest these moves with humanism and peaceful coexistence for all races, creeds, genders, and religions. Peace on earth towards all men and women must be USA's reformation of a democratic society with with rule of law and an enterprising work ethic being the culture so we can continue to be the world leader as the great American enterprise. No longer can it be acceptable to acquiesce to radical extremism when America is becoming the meeting place for the world's refugees. The world needs to fix the problems we cannot fix and should not if we are financially bankrupt. So having open borders and one come one, come all uh, program instituted by uh, President Biden with his 70 um, executive orders has got to be reversed. Okay, I talked about humanism and how it should replace all the other isms and all the uh, other is, including Marxist and communist and socialist. The principles of humanism, the golden rule, those with the goal shall rule to be replaced by those with common sense have the human votes to rule. The rest are woke spouting racism, socialism, capitalism, fascism, ism, 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 when all we want is humanism. And I should say all the majority wants is humanism. The complexities of our world, the battle for flags unfurled, is there is there simply uh, there that can explain how to have happiness in spite of pain? Is it so hard to know, not why, but how to grow? Does it have to be deciphered by the professors of Harvard and Yale, turning the glow of life to a confused pale? Why does it have to be so hard? Why is it scientific to have grass in the yard or success dependent on the turning of a card? Nay, that's only human's way, wanting to impress, to assume the power and control the press. Rather than giving a simple yes, we pull it through a cloak of complexity, watering it down with ingenuity until there's no such thing as purity, no such thing as the ease of an understandable truth and the uncast shadow of youth. That merely assumes that we have to live through monsoons and shouldn't have to control the weather or recreate the aerobics of a feather. It's not necessary to multiply, divide, and carry for the sake of making it hard till jokers are wild, holding the whole card. With common sense and goodwill, lost to the complexities of nonsense and hell. While the soothsayers spout and the intellectuals pout about politics, climate change, terrorists, and all the other indefinable events by referring everything to an algorithm or an evangelical hymn to make sure once again that a Trump card doesn't win. The other cards in the deck, dumbing down the electorate, making transparency after the inspect, and keeping public opinion in check, with condescending words to deflect, such as, now look here, free healthcare is a right. It is an issue, not a problem. Now listen here, listen up. 
It's God's will, right to life, right to choose, black lives matter, white lives matter, more, prayer out of the schools, debate away the country's fate, free college tuition, unlimited minimum wage, maximum wage, public officials are above reproach, the president's irresponsible, it's the media's fault, issues, issues, issues. While the ACLU says, let the flag burn, and there's no such thing as straight or fag, him or her, yes ma'am, no sir, mom or dad. What happened to the common everyday horse sense gambled away on dollars and nonsense? Oh, for the 40s and 50s when a dollar was gold and patriotism never grew old. Purchasing votes with good old common sense instead of debt, bitcoins, and fingerprints. Doing away with all those isms with the principle, principles of humanism. Merging capitalism and socialism for humanism, for life, liberty, and the pursuit of opportunism. The American Enterprise Party is supporting these principles. A third party that stands for humanism and peaceful coexistence in a world of nonviolence will prevail in leading those axes of evil towards peaceful coexistence. We then can focus on paying down the un sustainable spiraling 84 trillion national debt, the 158 trillion of unrecorded obligations for pensions and entitlements legislated for all levels of our government. The wealthiest individuals, corporations and foundations who have profited from the great American enterprise must step up and reinvest equity in the enterprise by lowering our dependence on debt that is leading to our collective self-destruction. A third party that stands for these principles can impact America's future by being the swing vote, merely five to 10 seats in the Senate, 15 to 20 seats in the House, and a seat on the Supreme Court, and ultimately the presidency is enough to accomplish all of the solutions to our financial and social problems. With capitalism, which represents money, and socialism, which represents the workers. So I'll call it monetary capital and human capital, working together as humanism to perpetuate the great American enterprise founded on policies that reduces laws, regulations, redundancy and <clears throat> between state and federal government, um, reduces and eliminates debt, waste and deficits by following generally accepted accounting principles, GAAP. Then the three parties are able to better manage under constitutional government, the finances and sources, resources so our great American enterprise can be preserved. To that end, America for all prevails. Or in simpler terms, capitalism, socialism are the components of humanism in the great American enterprise that is the symbol of the American dream. So that wraps up uh, today. I wanted to make sure I got in those 10 planks. I want to also get in the principles of humanism. So I hope you're listening and I hope that you're con contemplating supporting this movement. Thank you. My America the Bountiful by Jerry Rhodes published in the eighth wonder of the world. My America, 
is the feeling of freedom. It's the feeling good when you get up in the morning and can decide what you're going to do that day, who you're going to see, and what you're going to say. It's the feeling that you can make a difference. It's the feeling you can produce your product, you can sell your produce, and you can benefit from your hard work, unhindered. It's the feeling when you help your children with their homework so they will be able to use their knowledge for growth, for maturity, for the good of the country. It's the feeling when you send them off to school, knowing they will receive a concerned teacher's attention, sensitivity, and guidance. And knowing as they grow up, they will thrive on their freedom to communicate, to express themselves, to direct their own destiny. It's the feeling, when they graduate from grade school, junior high, and high school that they are taking the steps toward a better life. And when you give their hand away in matrimony, that happiness shall be theirs. For together as husband and wife, they can create the same and even more opportunities for their offspring. It's that feeling, when you can unchain your dog and watch her run free for at least a little while, to watch the expression on her face when she's released from the shackles and the sadness that reappears when she must be chained. It's the feeling, of being in good health, happy with my spouse, with a family as my wealth, as my America is the opportunity to pursue such prosperity unbridled and unfettered. My America, is the freedom of choice, to buy the bread I want to buy, to acquire the goods I can afford to acquire, to invest the capital I have saved in ventures I want to take for the love of my family and my country. My America, is being able to communicate, in writing, speaking, and in whatever form, language takes. My opinions, my thoughts, my prayers, my visions, and my dreams to those who want to listen and to those enemies of the American way, whom in themselves, have not discovered America. My America is the blooming rose that has the freedom to grow toward a clear sky and a warm sun, being able to complete its cycle from bloom to plumage to autumn to a dormant grave, only to rise again. My America is the personal commitment to grab opportunities that will better the country and to set an example for those who follow, what you give must be proportionate to what you take, or the erosion shall remove the sky, the sun, the earth from our grasp. For in our America and the world. Resources are limited, the energy, though absolute, is redistributed by our wills. The more astute, the freer we are to create, the better the use of the resources. And left in God's hands, through our America, we create goodwill, good products, good people, and peace of mind. My America the bountiful, oh yes, my America, the vision of the poet, the words of the orator, and the minds of the leaders be kind, be patient, be wise but above all be humble to the reasons and the heritage of our freedom. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil ventures and purposes, for thine is mine America as the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. The American Enterprise Party Trilogy, in the book's three volumes, I write about how the third-party swing vote will drain the swamp and reign in Big Brother government and Big Brotherhood business, that will represent the USA patriotically and ethically in the worldwide marketplace. To do so, we must restore worker patriotism and work ethic that has been destroyed by apathy, and focus on how to improve USA's human capital input, by revamping our valuing of human capital output. Then, capitalists must learn how to share the wealth with enterprising workers, not just have it taxed away to pay for welfare and entitlements.
Unfortunately, we the American enterprising workers, are hampered by big government and big business, a one by a monopsony, telling us we are better off with one party running our affairs. This endangers our collective effectiveness because of a lack of competition and quality, as defined by humanism in a laissez-faire free market democracy. The role of unions, regressive politics and radical protests threatening our corporations and institutions, with woke campaigns and riots to dissolve our history and symbols, for the new normal, must be peacefully turned back. Our inner city ghettos must be the focus of infrastructure development as opportunity zones and restoration allowing the neighborhood gangs to be involved in small business enterprise zones to reduce crime and improve relations with our police force. Humanism and peaceful coexistence must be the culture of the future. The socialists as human capital needs to work for the sake of patriotic pride and the quality of life profitably, not just for equality and equity, for the sake of money and job security. This marriage of capitalism and socialism, in an American enterprise economy, currently works together for profit, every day in American businesses, like it or not. It produces a GDP second to none in the world of Marxism and Communism. This allows us to strategically take back our manufacturing and supply lines, to leave our major competitors, China and Russia in their own dust for hacking and stealing our technology, while we expose their infiltrating of our educational institutions. As an effective third party, the objective is to break ties or gridlock between the current uni-party government, due to money ticks as our politics and pulls the radical extremes towards, a middle consensus for problem solving. Then we can replace all the wokeisms, dividing us, with what we all want, humanism with peaceful coexistence. Ask yourself, as a voter who would you pick, a better red than dead pragmatic Republican, or a blue blood bleeding heart phlegmatic Democrat, or an enterprising market driven American enterprise party humanitarian, that wants every American citizen to be successful and healthy in pursuing the American utopian dream with humanism. So, exercise your right to support a swing vote, to capture a few seats in the Senate and House that will divide and conquer a gridlocked Congress that's leading us into inflation, then deflation and stagnation chasing progressive mandates of behavior. Such as masking and vaccines for a pandemic, climate change with a Green New Deal, a transformation of our American dream into an exploding $600 trillion derivative bubble. Where debt and deficits are beyond belief leaving America's financial and fiscal affairs imploding into bankruptcy. $1,000 billion here and $1,000 billion there eventually that's a lot of trillion dollar deficits and debt, Senator Duxon updated to 2021. Then Congress has the audacity to ask the voters afterwards who we want, red or blue blood says our leadership. That's transparency at Big Brother Biden's worst impression of the Wizard of Oz hiding from the voters behind a speechwriter. 